Welcome back to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans, which you can now get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. From San Francisco, I'm your host, Zach Moore. This evening, I'm very happy to be joined in the Mountain Time Zone by Paige and in the Eastern Time Zone by Tim and Matt. A quick South Stands disclaimer, we are not trained media professionals. We are not former players or coaches. We do not have access to current Ohio State players and coaches. We are Ohio State alums, rabid Buckeye fans, observers from afar who love talking Buckeye football. And we hope you'll enjoy this free-flowing conversation tonight about Ohio State's Saturday night primetime matchup on ABC with Michigan State in the horseshoe. Just want to mention a few numbers to put this game into context, then we'll go around the horn to get some score predictions. The Buckeyes come into this matchup a pretty decisive Vegas favorite. I believe the opening line started at OSU minus 17 and has since moved to OSU minus 20. Michigan State sits at 4-1, 2-0 in Big Ten play after consecutive wins over Northwestern and Indiana. Sparty's only blemish so far this year was an ugly 10-7 home loss to Arizona State in Week 3, a game in which the Spartan offense nearly doubled the Sun Devils in total yardage, but somehow could only manage seven points. Uh, Last week, the Spartans narrowly escaped with a 40-31 win over Indiana and East Lansing, hitting a go-ahead field goal with about five seconds remaining, then falling on an IU lateral in the end zone on the game's final play. The Spartans come into this game tied with Texas A&M at number 25 in the AP poll. Not surprisingly, Mark D'Antonio's squad sits atop most of the major defensive statistics. Seventh nationally in total defense, fourth against the run, 18th nationally in sacks, 24th in red zone defense, and 37th in passing yards allowed. That's probably because most teams just quit running on them and they just throw the whole time, so they're a little lower in that category. The Spartan D is led by senior defensive end Kenny Willickis, who comes into this game with four sacks, and senior linebacker Joe Bacci, who leads the team in tackles. Uh, So far this season, uh, the Spartans have been uh, pedestrian at best on offense. 71st nationally in total offense, 83rd in rushing offense, 44th uh, in passing offense. As we all know, the Spartans' offense is uh, led by senior Brian Lewerke, who seems like he's been at Michigan State for like 10 years. He's not having a bad year. 10 TD passes to only one INT. The problem is he's just not very accurate. He's only completing about 59% of his passes. So with all that out of the way, let's go around the horn and get some score predictions. Tim, I want to start with you. Uh, how do you see this game uh, playing out? Why don't you give us a score prediction? So I think we all suffer from some level of Michigan State PTSD, <laughs> whether it was, you know, 98 or even <laughs> even worse, you know, 2015, uh, which is a game that I was at, pissing rain, 40 degrees, and... Ugh. The last play of the game, the guy kicks a field goal and runs 100 yards, pumping his fist and, at the shoe. <laughs> absolutely awful. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think Michigan State is just one of those pesky teams. I mean, D'Antonio's a good coach, although I think I'll go on record right now as saying I believe this is, will be his last season. Um, he's not recruiting the players that he used to recruit. Um, you know, Michigan State has had some obviously off-the-field problems where he was the center of, um, along with Tom Izzo. Um, and, you know, uh, I just don't think that they're the team that they used to be. Um, having said that, D'Antonio will have them ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect their defense to be stout. 
I expect them to play really tough football for a half and give Ohio State its best half that it's had so far. So I see it at kind of 17-7 at half, but ultimately doesn't have the athletes. Uh, Lewerke is, I think, a decent quarterback, but doesn't have the weapons, and I think it ends up 42-13, probably closer than that score would indicate just because of the style of football Michigan State plays, just tough and doesn't give you an inch. Um, and so I don't think it feels that great, but I think it's a solid victory for for Ohio State against a tough team. All right. Okay. I like it. Uh, Paige, why don't we uh, why don't we kick it over to you? How do you see this one playing out? Give us your give us your score prediction. So d- did I miss something? I thought this was a Nebraska recap pod. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? Oh, you blacked that one out, pal. You you blacked out that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that happened during the martini black, yeah i didn't black it out i was well my kids might listen to this i think i was blacked out <laughs> no, <they> uh, <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh this isn't going to be close i i don't see how it possibly can be um i read that i think michigan state's pretty banged up on the offensive line Oh, yeah. uh, maybe having three or four guys not playing. So uh, how are they going to deal with the high State defensive line? I, I, if they scored three points, it, it, I, I'd be surprised. So, um, and, and they haven't, I don't think they've also scored a touchdown against Ohio state in two years, maybe yeah. three years. Yeah. It's just <laughs> terrible on offense. I think they're getting way too much benefit of the doubt. I, 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 I don't think this is close at all. I'm I'm going strong like Buckeyes. I'm going to roll with the safety again. I'm going to say 42 to 2, Buckeyes. <laughs> 42 to 2, Buckeyes. Oh my god. Okay, I like it. Sloaner, what do you think? You know, you're you're akin to the guy who goes to Ruel roulette wheel and puts it on double zero all the time. You're just like you're like what are you doing? Uh, with the same <laughs> It occasionally um, pays off, Matt. It occasionally it, pays it off. It does. Well, thanks for coming to Vegas, Paige. Um, you know, the thing about their offense is going to be the key because you could have the greatest defense in the world, but if you're constantly on the field, you're going to be fairly tired pretty quickly. So I would, I would think because of our defense against their offense, that – offense is not going to be on the field that long and so just how this game works if the your offense isn't on the field that means your defense is on the field a lot and because of the way we're going to go against them and i think we're going to pass more than we're going to run hmm. because they're, they're 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 like almost significantly better at the rush than they are the pass so i just don't see i see fields i see it like five touchdowns easily by pass and one by rush and then a field goal. So I have it 45 to six because I don't think they're going to score. They're going to get something's going to happen to where they're going to get close enough. And that guy's going to kick a field goal and he may run like 20 yards instead of a hundred yards in celebration because they got on the damn scoreboard. I just don't think this team, I just don't think this team even belongs in to be a ranked team, but happily, do it you know happily give them this while we play them so it can be quickly stripped away um yeah 45 6 a pretty a pretty pretty resound victory i don't think it will ever be in doubt when 
I think this team, what Paige said a couple weeks ago, uh, when he was when he was, uh, you know, a little bit having more sobriety, um, <laughs> that this this team has a different kind of strut to them than I've seen in past teams. So that the PS the PTSD that Tim's talking about, I think, is we've been we've kind of worked our way through it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, before I get to my prediction. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give my father-in-law's prediction. He's 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 just a permanent part of the pod, guys. Sorry about that. At least the prediction aspect of the pod. Uh, Ken Meyer sees this one playing out 48-17 in favor of the Buckeyes. Uh, he doesn't see this one as very close either. Um, I, I see it 50-17 Ohio State. I I kind of had to fudge my prediction a little bit because some of you guys were very close to my original prediction. So I'm saying I think Ohio State gets to 50. I know that's a kind of a bold prediction considering that it's Michigan State and they do, you know, they're a good defensive team. But the last time Michigan State came into the shoe, we this this was 2017, that team finished 10 and 3, I believe. And uh so it was pretty good pretty good Michigan State team. And you remember we were all coming off that uh the loss at Iowa uh that season. And Tim, I believe you and I had predicted doom and gloom for Ohio State against Sparty uh the week after. Yep. Neither of us liked Ohio State going in that game, and Ohio State ran them, literally ran them off the field. It was never a game. 48-3 to was the final of that in 2017. I think that was a better Michigan State team than the one that's coming into the shoe this Saturday, and I don't think that Ohio State team in 2017 is nearly as good as the one that we're going to see on Saturday. So I'm saying 50-17, Michigan gets some cheap score. Michigan State, sorry, gets some cheap scores in the fourth quarter against some Ohio State reserves to kind of close that close that margin, but I don't see this one as close. Uh, I just don't think they have the skilled players. I don't think Lewerke is nearly accurate enough. If you're going to beat this Ohio State defense, and this this Ohio State team, you're going to have to be elite at quarterback. I'm talking like peak Baker Mayfield, you know, uh, Phillip Rivers. You guys probably remember way back in 2003, Rivers came into the shoe. Now, NC State didn't beat us that day, but Rivers had a huge day that day and, and made a really good Ohio State defense look bad. That's the type of quarterback, I think, that you're going to need to have to beat this Ohio State defense, and Brian Lewerke is not that guy. So 50-17 is my prediction. And uh, did anyone get a, a prediction from Mr. Plummer, by the way? Shout out to Mr. Plummer. He's uh, bellied up at a bar somewhere in where, Sandusky, Ohio or something. Uh, yeah, he's got a... He's got a little Van Hornitis going on right now. Um, <laughs> so he's abstaining this week, he, I assume. Yeah. All um, right. So he says, I, I, I don't know what this means. He's Buckeyes minus 20, so I guess he's just predicting he's uh, line. them to cover. That's way too conservative yeah. for, for uh, Mr. Plummer. It, it just sounds like yeah. someone who's getting back to his gambling ways. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's got He's got a little bit more here, but... Uh, it's about some other games, so I think we'll maybe touch on some of that stuff later. But hey, Tim, why why the fuck do you think uh, uh, what's his D'Antonio is going to be gone? You think he's going to quit, or you think they're going to fire him? I I, yeah. I don't see that happening at all. No, I, I don't think they're going to fire him. I think that um, you know if they if they were going to do that, I think they would have done that already. Um, I, I just kind of feel like you know he's seen the best that that program's going to be under mm-hmm. him. Um, he's not getting the recruits. Um, you know, we've seen the emergence of Penn State really mm-hmm. as kind mm-hmm. of the next best team in the East. 
Michigan is down, and you know he's kind of down there with Michigan State. You know, you can also argue that that Wisconsin, you know, could arguably be the second best team in the Big Ten. So, like his, st- I just see his star falling, and you know, he's had some health issues over the years, and been there a long time, and I, I could just see him hanging it up at the end of the year and mm-hmm. saying, "I had a good run." been great um you know 58 or 60 or however old he is and it's 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 been my time because uh, it's definitely a program that is not what it was say in what was it 13 when they beat us yeah. in the big 10 championship game mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we had a tight end that couldn't throw a block um <laughs> and you know uh, that was the height of his program he went to the rose bowl he won the big 10 it was a it was a big deal yeah. Uh, and it just hasn't really been the same since then. So I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling like, like you know, and then this year, if you kind of look at their record this year too, right? So they had an inexplicable loss at home to ASU where they only scored seven points. But then they come back the next week on the road and beat Northwestern, who gave Wisconsin a really good game at home. But then they have Indiana back at home, and they give up 31 points to that offense, still win, but, you know, they're just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just have a sense that that maybe he's not all there, uh, kind of like we experienced last year with Meyer, and maybe thinking about what his next move is. Ah, interesting. Well, I would certainly agree with you on, on you know, the personnel at Michigan State. Well, first of all, you know, D'Antonio, he had Kirk Cousins, if I'm not mistaken, followed by Connor Cook back-to-back. And that was huge because yep. those guys could obviously both play. And Michigan State took advantage in 2011 of, uh, uh, you know, well, I guess it was Wisconsin who ended up winning the conference that year. But, you know, Ohio State, that transitional year for Ohio State. But, yeah, I agree with you. 2011 to 2015, I think that was D'Antonio's heyday. And we just haven't seen the same level of, of uh, elite talent there as he had during those, that four- or five-year stretch, uh, particularly a quarterback. And then you had, you know, some defensive players as well. Well, he's still getting guys who can play defensively, right? I mean, uh, Kenny Willekes is a stud. He can, you know, he could probably play anywhere in the Big Ten. Bocce can play. But, but yeah, they, and they certainly don't have any playmakers offensively that they did during that 2011 to 2015 run. But, you know, if, if they're, if, if, you know, you've got the problems at Michigan, he should, he wouldn't he be licking his chops a little bit? And a good point. Because I, I agree totally, Sloaner. Exactly. Good point. Good point. Well, I think and I think he has been. He's been he's been beating up on Big Brother, so to speak, and it's been great to see. Um, and so, you know, okay, so you're the best team in Michigan. So what? Has that shown That's up? Has that shown Michigan. up? Yeah, has that shown up in the recruiting but, rankings? I don't think that it has, right? I mean, I think Michigan is still significantly ahead of Michigan State, uh, you know, in terms of recruiting that area and then the states around it. But it's not. But there's a different kind of. You know, at Michigan State, basketball is probably bigger than football. Though mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that. Point. That probably yeah. is right. Paige, what do you think? You got any uh, any I, thoughts? Yeah, I just it seems out of left field. I uh, the first thing I thought is exactly what Sloaner said. You know, if the wheels do come off at Michigan, uh, that's only going to help him. Number one, number two, they, it's not like they're getting four and five star guys from across the country at Michigan State anyway. I mean, they're mm-hmm. taking probably third pick of the litter behind a high state what then michigan wants and then you know they take what's left and i think if you're michigan state i mean what are your expectations realistically like every third year uh we want to contend for a big 10 you know title and i think d'antonio does that and mm-hmm. 
I just don't see him walking away. Uh, I, I could see them maybe firing him, but, you know, who knows? I just, it was an interesting uh, call by TV, yeah. so I just wanted to, to dig into it. So if we're keeping score, Zach, I, I got uh, <laughs> what's-his-nuts from Michigan in the transfer <laughs> protocol at the end of the year, and Gallagher's got <laughs> D'Antonio uh, retiring. Let's see who's right about that. Should we put 20 bucks on that, Gallagher? <laughs> yes, we should. All right. And for the record, I'm down 20 to you for the Rutgers cover that you had. <laughs> So that's right. Should be down forty for that call. All right. So Dylan McCaffrey in the transfer portal by the end of the year, and Tim, you're saying Mark D'Antonio will will retire at the end of this season. He will hang it up. Hang it up. All right. Bold (laughs) predictions. I love it. I got to come up with one. Sloaner, you and I have to come up with some kind of a bold prediction before Uh, the season's up. There's some. Some are already brewing. I just kind (laughs) of let them ferment a little bit more. All right. Hey, well, listen, guys. What there is one other pretty big Big Ten matchup. I think we should talk about and also give a prediction. The Iowa Hawkeyes visit Ann Arbor uh, this Saturday. I believe they're uh, the Fox Big Noon kick, and um, Iowa comes into the game ranked 14th in the country. Michigan 19th. Michigan's actually a three and a half point favorite in this one. Tim, why don't we start with you? How do you see that game playing out? And give us your score prediction. So I think neither of these teams are very good. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think they're, they're average teams. So I think it's going to be a fairly boring game. Um, and I think it's going to be a very uninteresting game. Uh, having said that, you know, there's just way too much yellow for me in the whole thing. Um, and and I, think, I think Iowa pulls it out. Uh, I think Michigan right now is such a mess from the locker room to the coach to, you know, who, if, if, who who's healthy and who's not, uh, you know, who's getting the fingers pointed at them and who's not. I just don't see them as a, as a team. Mm. I see them as a collection of people right now. Mm. Uh, and I, do, I, I, I do like Kirk Ferentz. I think he's a good coach. Mm. I think he'll have Iowa ready. I think they're going to view this as, one of, if not their biggest game of the year, uh, playing you know at the big house. So I think Iowa will be ready, and I think they'll pull it out. I think it'll be close, but I think you know I think it's something like twenty-seven, twenty-one, twenty-seven, twenty-one Hawkeyes in the big house. All right, Paige, what do you think? So before I get to that, our friend Mister Plummer has sent me his. Okay, oh, Buckeyes minus twenty. His five-star pick of the weekend is Tennessee plus 26-and-a-half. Don't ask me. Um, and he likes Michigan minus 3.5. Um, I, I don't know. It's a tax, and I'm doing the best I can. Uh, so we can move on. This is also sponsored by uh, uh, Manny's Tavern in Sandusky. I was. Uh, oh, we forgot to mention our, our faux sponsorship. Okay. Yes. That's right. All right. Yeah, our first sponsorship. Um I think this is the trap game so far of the season, and I think Michigan wins this game easily. I think wow. everybody's piling on Iowa. What, what's Iowa done? They, they squeaked one by Iowa State. Uh, they beat Miami of Ohio, Middle Tennessee, and somebody else. Uh, mm. I, I don't see it. And so I think even though I'm not a huge, huge believer in Michigan – 
I think uh, old khaki pants pulls it together, and I think a lot of action is going to go on Iowa, and people are going to get crushed. So I like Michigan. I don't really have a score, but I think they win, they win by at least a touchdown. Okay. I think they cover. Yeah, so two weeks in a row you've been on Michigan here, buddy. Just yeah. to point wow. that out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do we, do we need to have an intervention here, Paige, while we're all on the line? What? I think I mean, it's, it's one it? of many, one of many interventions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wait, that one's got a wait line. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sloan, what do you so, think? So, so practically, I want michigan to win because i want the only blemish on their record to be that wisconsin game which they could all their fans could say oh we were playing an away game we haven't found our identity yet blah 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 <laughs> and then, then then we play them and crush them but uh actually i think this game like they don't have any home field advantage uh the army game showed that so this is basically a game played on neutral turf uh i will I will give shot think, at the Michigan fans. I love it. Sorry, go yeah, ahead, Sloaner. Yeah, I think uh, I think Iowa uh, is an under radar team. I think uh, especially in, especially in the Big Ten. I think that they're going to come out and it's going to be a little bit back and forth. There's going to be a lot of yawns. There's going to be a lot of you know <laughs> you know if you cheer in the channel and Cobra's on, you're like ah yeah Stallone Cobra. Um, <laughs> And that will seem like a better way of entertaining your afternoon. But I think I, uh, Iowa will do enough to bring it on top. I think by a touchdown as well, 24-17. 24-17 Hawkeyes. Okay. Um, excellent. Uh, I said in our, in our pod on Sunday that I thought Iowa would come out of the West as the Western Division champ. And I like Nate Stanley. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's he's... After Adrian Martinez, I just don't think Nebraska is going to be good enough to, to contend. Uh, but I, I think Stanley's probably the second best quarterback in the division. I think he's better than anything Michigan has coming into this game. So I like Iowa's defense. They know who they are. They 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 have an identity. I, I, I think Stanley probably is the difference. I am going to hedge just a little bit and say that if Michigan f- can figure out, finally identify that the, the fact that they have these awesome receivers, and they got a they got a quartet of of dudes who are all going to be playing in the league. They can somehow figure out how to get get those guys involved in the game plan and really feature them and make them be the focal point of their offense. They could actually be a pretty dangerous team, but I I don't think they're there yet. So I like Iowa 21-13 in the Big House. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be a slugfest. But I like Iowa coming out of that game, twenty-one thirteen. Nice. Um, so I'm the lone Michigan. You're the lone Michigan dissenter. Uh, dissenter. <laughs> Is that a word? Actually, defender. Like defender. defender. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just having a look. Maybe at- Plummer likes him. I don't know. <laughs> there aren't a lot of other intriguing matchups around the country. I think kind of that's that's basically it. Um, I think. The top SEC teams all have a bye this week. I think I think Bama, LSU, and Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, are all all have a bye this week. So there's really not much to say. Oh, sorry, Georgia's playing Tennessee. Yeah, so, LSU had a bye last week, I think. Oh, did they? Okay, so maybe they are in action. All right, I stand corrected on that one. Um, I, hey, I just want to remind the listeners: you're listening to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast, which you can hear on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can also if 
if you're so inclined, follow us uh, on social media at, on our Twitter account. We also have a, uh, what else do we have, guys? Facebook and uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Yep. And uh, we just set up a Gmail account, the South Stands OSU at gmail.com. If you have any uh, questions or comments you'd like to pass along to us, please hit us up at that Gmail address. Hey, guys, before we wrap it up, I know it's getting late on the East Coast. Are there any other comments and anything else uh, you'd like to mention before we, we shut her down? Yeah, we need to check and make sure Chad's uh, sober before he gets on the program on Sunday. The, the Sunday pod? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do a little uh, Are you anticipating a three-day bender? I, I, don't, I try not to anticipate anything with him. You know, maybe we need to have a South Stands bed check on Saturday night and make sure everyone's tucked in, you know, Paige. I think that would apply to you after last weekend. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> that would, that would turn be it, a good turn it, idea. Turn it, back, turn it back, back the clock. Did you, like, uh, peg your pants and put your hair in a duck tail as well? <laughs> uh, no, but 49 years, and I still have a hard time learning that lesson, uh, turning down... <laughs> shot at Don Julio at midnight is just a really, really bad idea. Um, multiple. Bad. Um, yeah, you so, know, those good decisions uh, lead to more good decisions. Isn't like that amazing? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> like, like the Chardonnay, the two bottles of Chardonnay, which my wife Erin gave Paige a really hard time about. But that's that's another pot. We can do, we can do a whole other pot on that one. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could do a whole pot on that either. <laughs> a whole pot on pages bad decisions all right hey guys listen i'm gonna uh we're gonna wrap it up thanks so much for making the time and we're gonna reconvene on sunday morning to recap the michigan state game all righty all right fellas, fellas. Thanks, boys. go bucks <laughs>